Praise God. Amen. Amen. If you would, please uh, get you to stand up just for a moment. And uh, we're just going to stand once again uh, as uh, I open. And we'll stand in honor as uh, the opening text. And you can be seated after that. Amen. How many were uh, in service last Thursday? You get a show of hands in service last Thursday. It looks like that's about maybe 70, 75%. I think it was more. You were in service last Thursday. Raise your hand. I just want to make sure. Okay. What about the Thursday before that? All right. Pretty much okay. Uh, so one of the uh, things that was communicated was vision. Amen. Um, hopefully last week you were able to um, get a little more of a grasp, understanding uh, into um, where we're going, where we desire to go. Over the next little while, probably the next month, we're going to continue casting vision uh, how many remember the slide that was shown that introduced a way we can go about uh, increasing the amount of souls that are saved in this church? Remember that? Now, notice I said increasing the number of souls that are saved in this church and not increasing just the people sitting in the seats. Because we need to understand that's what it's all about. It's not growing a bigger church. It's about increasing souls that are saved. And when we approach it from that mindset, and we have that mentality, we take, take it a little more personal. means a whole lot more. And so we talked about that, and we talked about, and you're going to be seated in a minute, and we talked about the uh, uh, way we can reach souls or whatever the case may be or you know we didn't we haven't really we talked about the 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 format in itself and bible studies care groups that's home fellowship groups and having more uh services on sunday mornings and places that we preach and, and everything else uh but it, within the next three or four weeks we're going to give you detailed plan that we can get this done. Amen. How many people in here knows what the, the new plan, the New Testament plan of salvation? Or at least you think you may know it. Raise your hand. If you're not sure, don't worry about it. You're, going, you're part of this church, you're going to find out very soon. Now, how many people believe if once you know the plan, you were able to tell somebody else to plan. Hmm? Even if you don't know it now, you don't, you're not sure if you know it, if you found out what it was, you're able to, to tell somebody else. All right, I'm going to make it a little easier for you. What if telling somebody to plan would take about 10 minutes? That's it. And you had the pamphlet in your hand with the scriptures, and all you had to do is recite the scripture, and show them the nice pictures. You think you can do it? 
How many know somebody right now that may need to be saved? All right. All right. Amen. 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 How many are afraid to reach those people? All right. <laughs> Not too many hands. Not too many hands. Somewhat, right? Well, we're going to make it easy. We're, go we're going to make it easy. We're going to make it practical. And I assure you, if you are serious about this thing, and you're serious about salvation, and you're serious about wanting to be a part of God's plan, and serious about wanting to share God's plan with someone else, we need you to come for the next three weeks. I'm asking you to invest three days of your life over the next three weeks, three days, that's three, Saturday, three Thursdays. Come to this building just for two hours and find out how what we talked about last week, how it can be applied in my life and it could be practical and easy. We're going to do that. And if we do all do that, what we talked about last week is going to happen. How many believe that? You clap your hands to him. God did not make this thing complicated. So while you're standing in your Bibles, we're going to go to Genesis chapter 1. And you'll get a chance to be seated in a minute. Won't you clap your hands to that? <laughs> Genesis chapter 1, verse number 11. And we'll be reading down to verse number 13. Genesis chapter 1. 11 through 13. Amen. If you complained about being cold last week, I don't think you're cold tonight. As a matter of fact, I actually turned the air conditioning on. So, Sister Simpson, if you see someone shivering, just turn it off, bud. Put that thing on off. Amen. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 11. We'll begin there. And God said, let the earth. Amen. This passage of scripture is actually before God created man, correct? Does everyone know that? Genesis chapter 1, verse number 11, he hadn't created man yet, all right? All right, this is, I believe, the, uh, the third day, and God said, let the earth, everybody say the earth, let the earth bring forth grass, and the herb Yielding seed. And the fruit tree. Yielding fruit. After. It's kind. Whose seed. Is. In. Itself. Upon the earth. And. It. Was. So. Everything. In the earth. That. Came. From the earth would have the ability to produce and have seed within itself. That's why man is able to reproduce. Every living thing that God created from the earth had seed in itself and was able and is able to produce. Verse number 12, and the earth brought forth the grass, the herb yielding seed after its kind, 
and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after its kind, and God saw that it was good. I want to preach to you for, teach to you, whatever, on the subject of laws of the harvest. Amen. Won't you clap your hands to the Lord one more time and you can be seated. Thank you. Laws of the harvest. Laws of harvest. Uh, we are, we have uh, been discussing uh, reproducing. We have been discussing uh, increasing our uh, church and the the souls that are part of our church. We've been we've talked a long time as part of Antioch the Apostolic Church that God desires to give us revival among the church and among our people, but also the harvest as well. Amen. We 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 understand that revival comes before harvest. Amen. Some misunderstand uh, the terminology and some feel like uh, revival is harvest, but we have been taught that it's not synonymous. We understand that revival brings forth the harvest. I'm here to tell you that each and every one of us, we are a walking revival in and of ourselves. You must know and you must understand that you have what it takes. You have the goods. Jesus said, I'm going to go, and I'm, he, he, he said, uh, spoke a parable like this. He said, the, the master went away, and, and he left goods into his servants. You have what it takes. Don't let anybody tell you you don't. Don't let anything try to convince you you don't. Don't let the devil try to convince you. Don't let circumstances try to convince you that you don't have what it takes to be what you need to be in God and to produce everything God intends for you to produce in his kingdom. You've been called to be a part of something special. You are a part of the bride of Christ. You are a part of the body of Christ. And therefore, you are vital to him. Everyone is important. Amen. There's no, uh, in, there's no one in here that's unimportant to God. Amen. It doesn't matter whether you're up here singing songs or whether you're behind the pulpit, if you're in the back or if, 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 if you sweep floors or it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter your age. God sees each and every one of us as a valuable part of his plan. You must look in the mirror and see yourself that way. It doesn't matter what you're going through, what difficulties you may face. Face what circumstances you may be in right now. It doesn't matter uh, your, your struggles, your shortcomings, your failures. When God saved you and when he called you, he called you when you were at your lowest point. He called you not when you had it all together. He didn't call you when you had all your, your eyes dotted and your, your T's crossed. He didn't call you when you felt like you were righteous. He called, he said, I call sinners to repentance. As a matter of fact, he said, I didn't come for the righteous. I did not die for the righteous. Hey, what I'm doing here, he said, I came into this world to seek and to save that which is lost. If you feel like you have it all together, you don't need Jesus. But I'm talking about and talking to a group of people who acknowledge where they were. And acknowledge they still don't have it all together. I still need him. 
Can anybody identify with that? Won't you clap your hands into him? Won't you tell them, I still need you, Jesus. It doesn't matter how far along I go, I still need you. I will never perfect this thing without him. But, even though I'm not where I need to be, or probably desire to be, God has determined, I am going to plant a seed inside of you, and that seed has the potential and the ability to produce everything that I intend for it to produce. When you see a small grass seed or a mustard seed or any other type of seed, it just looks like a seed. There's nothing special about the seed. As a matter of fact, it looks so insignificant. It looks so powerless. It looks like, hey, you know, it's just a little piece of... I can blow on it and it could just disappear. It looks so insignificant. But a little seed has the power to produce, and to produce, and to produce, and to produce. It has the power to bring forth life. And when God put his spirit in you, and when God put his word in you, which is the seed, God says you can produce anything that I intend for you to produce. You must see that about yourself. You must see the potential. You must understand that. And all you need for seed to bring forth is some, some water and some light. Oh, if you take the seed that God has planted inside of you, all you need is to let the light of God shine and let the water of the Holy Ghost Now, there are laws of the harvest. If I want a harvest, I must understand there is a way that I can have it. I don't know about you, but I'm determined in 2017, I'm going to be a part of God's harvest. I'm going to be a part of God's reaping process. Hey, I know that I'm a harvest unto myself. I'm a revival unto myself. You are a revival and a harvest unto yourself. You don't need 20 people. You don't need a 100 people. You don't need a 1,000 people. All he needs is a seed that's been planted inside of you. We sang the song, I'm desperate. I'm hungry. I'm longing. Amen. We need to be just like that. You know how it was when you first decided you were going to live for God. You know how it was when things were so bad. You you, you sought all sorts of things and, and you realized, hey, these things aren't fixing it. Hey, the, man, the, the world promised me this and all it did is let me down. Hey, the devil said this and I, I tried those things. It didn't work. 
Amen. I try to pump myself up with this, that, and the other, and, and I'm still let down. And then you realize there's something greater than what man can offer. You realize there's something greater that you have experienced in the physical. You realize there's a supernatural, spiritual, loving God that said, hey, I love you, and I'm willing to step down in your life. I'm willing to pick you up out of the miry clay. Amen. Somebody say, I am somebody in God. We must understand the potential that God has placed inside of each and every one of us. But there is and there are laws of harvest. We must know that. The word laws, if you will, and I'm not talking about the law like, you know, that are done or that come about by the judicial system and you know thank God we have them amen I'm glad we have laws out there like that praise God but this you know you can look up the definition of law and you will see different uh, meanings for it depending on how it's used the context and the sentence that is used in but uh, I'm using it in the context this way laws is a statement of fact it's a statement of fact deduced by observation to the effect that a particular natural or scientific phenomenon always occurs if certain conditions are present. It's a statement of fact deduced by observation to the effect that a particular natural or scientific, and I will add, or supernatural, spiritual phenomenon always, it said always, occurs if certain conditions are present. All we need for at harvest is for certain conditions to be present. You can have the laws of harvest as long as there is certain conditions. There are certain conditions that are met. I'm telling you the law of the harvest is not a probability. It's not a possibility. It is a fact. It is an actuality. We need to get the doubt out of our mind that we can, whether we can have a harvest or not. We need to get doubt out of our mind whether we can multiply. We need to get doubt out of our mind whether we can double this church. We need to get doubt out of our mind whether we can reach the lost that are in this city. God gave us the tools. God has equipped us with the talents. And God called us to do it. He didn't call someone else, and you can look at someone else in another group and say, well, hey, maybe God has called them. I don't have anything to do with that. I have something to do with us, and we need to have the faith that God can and that he will. But there are certain laws, there are certain conditions 
that need to be in place. And we need to understand laws are, are, are there. We are bound by certain laws and laws of physics and the laws of nature are part of our uh, very everyday existence. And you can't escape the laws of physics and the laws of nature. And, and we live by those things and we, 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 we see those things and we know those things. And, and But yet we can we can uh, uh, have faith in the laws of nature and not in the spiritual laws of God. If God says we can have harvest, we can have harvest. If God says we can have revival, we can have revival. If God says we can reach the lost in this city with the gospel of Jesus Christ, we can reach the people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everybody that believes it, to the Jew first and to the Gentile. It's the gospel that causes us to reach souls. It's not our eloquence. It's not our ability. It's not our looks. It's not our, our, uh, our skill set. Hey, it's not our, our physique. And I'm so glad it's not that it's not our appearance. It's not how beautiful we look. It, it doesn't matter. It's not how tall we are. It doesn't matter the color of our skin. And it doesn't matter how we talk and how we communicate. It's the gospel of God that saves people. Hey, we may come to someone stumbling and may not have a word. That's right. But if we can just use the seed, the gospel of God's word, to tell somebody that needs to hear it, maybe it will go and settle in someone's heart and produce fruit into life. Because it's the seed, it's the power of God unto salvation. And if you have the gospel, if you have that seed, that's the power of God unto salvation, all we need to do is to sow it. You tell your neighbor, I'm going to sow some seed. I'm going to sow some seed. It's the seed that causes conception. It's the seed that causes fruit. It's the seed that causes revival. It's the seed that causes the harvest. And I'm a part of that. We understand the law of gravity because, hey, if I... <laughs> If I jump down here, guess what? I'm going to end up down there. It doesn't matter if I want to float like uh, Superman. Amen. I, I'm telling you right now, Superman may be, be able to do all that all he want to, but that's just in the comic books. Amen. Last time I checked, there was no Superman that was able to defy gravity. Bottom line is, if I if I jump off of this, gravity will let me know real fast. Because there is a law of gravity. The law of motion tells me, hey, that if I begin to move, as long as there's movement, I am uh, confined to the laws of motion. Uh, whatever the laws, the three laws of motion are, I will uh, participate in those laws because I am governed by them. It's the very, in the very fabric of our existence. And, and so it, it doesn't matter what I think. All that matters is it is law. There are laws of the harvest. If you and I want a harvest, we can have a harvest. 
It's not good enough to dream about a harvest. It's not good enough to think about the harvest. It's not good enough just to talk about the harvest. We must have the things in place that are present uh, according to the laws of the harvest to produce the harvest. Am I making sense so far? So there are laws that determine outcome. While we can't understand everything about the laws that, that govern the, uh, the nature and, and, and everything, uh, we don't have to understand, thank God. I don't understand everything about God. He's supernatural. I waste my time trying to figure everything out about him. All I can do is get in his word and what his word says, I'm just going to believe it. And I may not understand it. Do you understand that many of the prophets that wrote in this, wrote this wonderful word, they didn't have a clue what they were talking about. When they begin to wrote, uh, write about the end times, uh, the apostle John, he did not understand the things that he saw. So some things he described only in his language. He said, hey, this thing looked like a, a beast. It looked like a lion. It looked like this and that. And he said, this is what it looks like. I really don't know what it is, but this is what it looks like. I don't understand Daniel, the prophet. He began to get confused and the, the angel had to come and give him understanding. The apostles, even in the book of Luke, after Jesus had died and, and he ascend, uh, and he rose from the dead, the Bible says that some of his disciples, they, didn't, they couldn't understand what was going on. And the Bible says that Jesus gave them understanding that they may understand the scriptures. We don't have to understand everything. All we have to do is to believe it and decide I'm going to participate in it. I want to be a part of the harvest. It must mean something to me. Hey, it must become a part of who I am. It must become a part of my fabric and my nature. Just like the laws of nature. Just like the law of gravity and the law of motion. I want the law of the harvest to be in my being. I want the law of the harvest to be in my thinking. And I want to apply myself to God's harvest. I hope I have a group of people that feel just like that. It's not just it's not good enough just to come to a church. I want to participate in what Jesus died for. I'm a part of his body now, his natural body. It was shed and broken and, and bruised and wounded just to see people saved. Do you know that you and I who are a part of his spiritual body, he bruises us and he does all these things so we can come to a place of the end of ourselves so he can save somebody. Not just saving us, but others as well. Seed has potential to bear uh, more seed. He said the seed would be in, uh, uh, in itself, or the, the, the seed would be inside of the fruit, and the, the herb yielding seed at this kind of tree uh, yielding fruit, whose seed was, was in it, with, that's within itself. So everybody that, like you and I, we have seed, and we're able to bring forth more seed, and, and more seed, and more seed. We're going to do something quite shortly, very, very shortly. My, my voice is fading, it sounds like. Uh, hopefully y'all can understand me. All right. Praise the Lord. So anyway, we're going to find out. I, I, now, I don't believe in these uh, pyramid schemes. All right. But I do believe in some of the, 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 the system. Okay. It works. And when they built the pyramids, they built it for a reason. They last. 
right? I can go on and whatever, but you understand. But I, I, we're going to do something where, um, so let me, let me give you an example. So here I am. I teach this guy Bible study, right? I just planted a seed, all right? And so I taught him. Come here. I'm going to have to use probably, probably half a church in here in a minute. Then I just taught him, right? So here we go right here, right? We may have to go another way. I taught these two guys. Come here. Two guys. Give me another two guys. Come on. He taught these two guys. I want you to put your hand on their back. All right? You get over here. Uh-huh. Now you get in front of them. Put your hand on their back. All right, I need, I need four guys or four people. Come on. Now, I like that. You're going to have to get in front of them, too. I need two right here, two right here. Quickly. Quickly. All right. Can I get another four people? I, I need four people. It don't have to be a guy. It doesn't have to be a guy. I need just four. Come on, real quickly. All right. Stretch out some. Come up some. Y'all in front of them. Come on now. Follow that follow direction. All right. Four guys in front of them. Those four. I need two people in front of him. Two people in front of this guy. Come out some. Right here. Two people right here. All right. All right, come here, Vic. How many people I have? All right, come on over here. All right, all right. Oh man, y'all messing this thing up. He got two people. Come here, pop out some, man. Y'all get over there, son. Get out of the way. Get over there, son. You know what I'm saying, right? Yo, get over there, son. All right, come on. All right, two right there. All right, two right there. Put your hand on that back. Oh, you got two, man. You got to look. That's one and a half. But all right. So here we are. Here we are. I teach a Bible study, right? Me, one person. All right? I teach these two. All right? Raise your hand. All right? You see that? I teach these two. Put your hands down. He, he teaches these two. Lift your hands up. And he teaches these two. Lift your hands up. See that? And that's, that's, that's four. Now, raise your hands up. He teaches them. Put your hands up on this group. Put your hands up. All right? We got a little extra. That's all right. They, went, they did more than y'all. Put your hands up. Y'all get it? Now, I just taught two people, right? But if everybody is participating, all I do is two, two people. Now, we're going to do something like that where we're going to keep track of this thing. And, and you know how that's how they work with those, those uh, pyramid things, right? The flow chart, but this is called, they call, sometimes they call uh, uh, network uh, marketing. This is going to be network harvesting. And it's going to be that simple. Thank you. Won't you clap? Give these guys a hand clap. And these ladies a hand clap. Let me tell you something. You see that? If you can reach two people, and you convince those two people to reach two people, and they they convince those two people to reach two people, and that's what we're going to be about. It's going to be a, a simple plan. For a 10-minute Bible study. And, and, and we, I don't want to give it all out. Just And, and we're going to make it so simple. Where it, oh, make me want to just give it out. Oh, man. I'm telling you what. I, I sat there at night upon my bed. And I said, God, this it can't be so hard. And, and, and next thing you know, it, it was like. And, and I was like, 
Oh, this is easy. And I'm going to tell you something else. You know, we, we, we think no one wants what we have sometimes. Hello? Come on. You know that's the truth. This is what we, this is what we do. No, no one really wants. No. No one, no one else really wants it. He doesn't want it. She, she looking at it, but I don't know if she really want it. She has something else in her mouth, so she doesn't really want it. <laughs> so I'll put it back. Hello? Huh? And guess what? It's not even open. We didn't even crack it open. Won't you crack open what God gave you? Oh, this is, it's that simple. It may be small. Huh? But you don't want it. You want it? You can have one. Would anybody like, any, anybody else want one? You want one? Here you go. Would anybody else want one? Would you like one? You like one? You really want one? What it taste like? Mentee's fresh? Fresh? Anybody else want one? I know the kids want one. You want one? Kid? You can have one. Anybody want anybody else? You don't want one? Okay. You want one? You want one? Sure, 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 everybody. You want one? You want one? You want one? Okay. You want one? Oh, come on. Anybody else want one? Some of you want one. You act like you don't. Some of you know you need one. Oh? We all need the gospel seed. We'll act like we don't need it. Yes, we do. You want one? Want one? Want one? Sure, you can have one. Oh, you want one? You want one? Oh, okay, okay, okay. When we start sharing, when we start sharing, we'll realize how many people really want one. When they start seeing it being handed out and start saying, hey, that's free. Can I get one of them? Oh, what's that? No, but we hide it. You know, we say, well, you know what? It costs me a lot, so I don't know if I want to give it so easily and cheaply. Oh, that's not in my notes. I'm going to keep this. I paid a whole lot for this. This is mine. You want some of this? You're going to have to pay for it. Do you know what I've been through for this? How we at? You know what? I'll tell you what you do. We're going to do this too. You get yourself a nice Bible study chart. Right? Pretty pictures. Get your Bible. Don't be ashamed to carry it. Huh? Now, I'm not talking about your phone. Now, I carry that. But you know what? When we're going to do this, we're going to carry a Bible so people can see what it is. Hello? You don't have a Bible? Buy one. You get a Bible for a dollar. Amen. Yes, that's the truth. But you know what? You go sit in the McDonald's. You go get that dollar burger. 
those dollar and 17 cent fries and you put that on the table, your chart, right? You bring your partner and y'all sit down. Y'all get right there where people can see the chart and you start talking about Jesus. Start doing the Bible study right there. Now, no, sir, you can't do that at McDonald's. If you bought that fries and you bought that burger, and don't worry about it. The fries get cold. They're going to be already cold when you bought them anyway. You know that. You know that. And that burger is not really hamburger meat anyway. You know that. You heard the news report. So, you know, you just have it sitting there. You bought the burger. And then what you do is you get a burger and a fries to somebody who's standing outside who's saying they're hungry. And they just wanted the money. You just go ahead and give it to them. Then you did two good deeds. You killed two birds with one stone. But you put the Bible study chart right there. And you have your partner that's in the church. And y'all practicing since you're scared and say you don't know how to teach a Bible study. You practice with your partner. And y'all get there. And guess what's going to happen? People going to do this. You know they are. Well, somebody going to act like they're not paying, they're going to be sitting right next to the table. Uh-huh. And you know what you're going to do? Here, we get free Bible studies. We can give it right here, anywhere else and everything. Hello? Matter of fact, you can pull your little 10-minute Bible study thing out about Acts 2.38. Do you know what it takes to be saved? That means you got five minutes. I'll tell you what it takes to be saved. You want to go to heaven? Here you go. We're not worrying about the results. You know why? Because if you plant the seeds in the ground, you plant enough seeds, something's going to come up. I wish I had faith right now. I see people, and I ain't planning to share all, I have some other stuff, I have some other. I see people all the time when I go in those places like Panera Bread, Starbucks, Everybody had their laptops out. They do business uh, ventures right there. Even at McDonald's, they sit there, they have all their papers out, and they stay there, and they take care of all that business. All they do is buy those one little soda from McDonald's, and they sit there, and as long as they bought something, they can conduct business. And every time I go, and I'm trying to see what they're doing. Then if I'm, not, I, if I'm that nosy, I know everybody else is that nosy. <laughs> I want to see what they're doing. You know you're that nosy too. You know you, know you look and try to see what's going on. And don't let somebody talk about the, because I see Bible, people teaching Bible studies in, in those places. And I say, man, they teaching Bible study. And first thing I'm thinking, where are the apostolics that have the truth? Whoa, caught that, man. That was on camera. Cut that off that camera. <laughs> Y'all see that? Wow, you know. <laughs> Amen. Can't do that two or three times. Because the power is in the seed of the word. We just need some people to say, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this a habit. And we're ready to form some things like that. Now, I'm, here we go, here we go. The laws of the harvest. Thank you for putting that on the screen. I don't know about those lettering, though. You got to change the font, though. I don't know if I like that. No, I'm just messing. I'm just messing. You know I'm going to tease. So, stand up. Got, got another one for you. 
And I'm not even on my nose. I'm at the combine. I'm going to teach that next week. Stand right there. Now, how many people in this room know at least three people? Three people. Whether neighbor, friend, foe, family. I'm not talking about somebody in here or whatever, co-worker, anybody that you know doesn't know the plan of salvation, have never read Acts 2.38. Huh? Think of Acts as something you cut down trees with. 238 is what you buy at the gun store. Yeah? I mean, you all right? You know somebody. Huh? We all do. Huh? And if you say, you know what, we're doing this uh, promotional at our, our, at our church. You know how they do when you, you sponsor somebody to do the, the jogging thing and, and all that. And there are other things, you know, we get into and, and you know, we, we're having this thing where we're trying to learn how to, uh, to, 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 to teach the Bible and learn the Bible. And, and you know how the st students come around and say, you know what, I got to interview um, five people. Would you let me interview you? Have you ever had that before? Where you had students, not just high school, but college. We had a college student, we, they had to interview us. On, so you said, we're doing this project, you know, this research, whatever the case may be. We got to do this to three people. Would you mind me being, being one of those people and, and, and doing that? And, and so, you, you know. Ten minutes, right? You give them that. You know, three people. See that? And you say, okay, and, and this is what we're doing. If I, if I teach you this for, for um, ten minutes, would you be able to find somebody? Just to, 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 could you, could, if I sit in with you, could you repeat what I just said? Huh? You hear what I'm saying? See, we think we just got to do, and you just get them to repeat, the, it's the seed. We need to start having faith in the seed. Oh. I, I'm telling you what, folks. It, it's not as hard and complicated as we make it. I'm going to tell you something else. Start establishing some relationships. That's a subject for another day because, ooh, 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 man. I didn't get anywhere where I, where I, where I, was, I was trying to get to. But I, I think I'm communicating enough. To, you know, there, there is power. I said power and natural seed. And if there is power in natural seed, there is power in the spiritual seed. God told Abraham. He said, hey, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to bless your seed. He said, what I want you to do, Abraham, after Abraham left Lot, I, he said, Abraham, or Abram, well, he was Abraham at that time. He said, I want, no, he was still actually Abram. He said, I want you to look to the north. I want you to look, well, north is that way, right? I want you to look to the, the south. I want you to look to the east. And I want you to look to the west. And what I want you to do is I want you to start walking the land because every, everywhere you put your foot on, I'm going to give it to you. And he said this, hey, your seed shall possess this land. And your seed shall possess, possess the gate of the enemy. Now, the scripture tells us that we are Abraham's seed and heirs of Christ. And everything God promised Abraham in the natural, he promised to his spiritual seed, you and I. 
God has given us a place in this city. It's not a coincidence that we are here in this location, in this city, in this building. You must believe we're not just here by circumstance. Hey, we're in the will of God. We are his body and this is his purpose. His purpose is not just about us getting our lives all nice, spick and span and clean. His, his, he didn't die just so we can live in a problem-free world. He didn't die for, for, for the humanitarian reason for us to fix the world. Hello? I'm sorry, he didn't even die for us to feed the entire world. Should we help? Of course. But our primary purpose is to reach the lost with the gospel. Everything else is secondary. Hello? I, I, I can't change my natural DNA. I was born an African American, even though I've never been in Africa. Right? I, I never been, I've never been in Africa. Huh? Never. Where are your ancestors from? Huh? Yeah. Pennsylvania. <laughs> so you're Pennsylvania American, right? <laughs> and I don't know. Right? But I, I was born what I am. I can't change my DNA. The reason why I am what I am is because of the seed. The seed determined my DNA. It determined who I am. I can't change my, uh, you can always change your nationality because nationality doesn't have anything to do with race. But you can't change your race. You can't change your color. Well, unless you were Michael Jackson. He did change his. Sorry. But you can't change your race. Why? Because it's in my DNA. I may be able to get some lightning, light, lightning uh, substances and change my pigmentation. But I can't change what I really am. Naturally speaking. Right? Because of the natural seed, because it had that much, that much power. But I can change my spiritual DNA. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was, and such were some of you. But now you are washed. Now you are justified. Now you are sanctified. And God is still justified. He's still saving. We're here to... We're here to change people's spiritual DNA. Because of the seed. The gospel. The power of God. Amen. 
We are called to not only we are seed bearers, right? Because we have seed. And it doesn't matter whether you don't think you have it. You have spiritual seed. He gave it to you when he gave you the Holy Ghost. He said, ye shall receive the Holy Ghost. Uh, not many days. He said, after that you have received the Holy Ghost. Ye shall receive power to be witnesses. Hey, I don't care who you are, what your educational background is. Turn me down a little bit right here. It doesn't matter where. It, it doesn't matter. He said, I gave you power to be a witness. You have that seed in you when he gave you the Holy Ghost. You may stumble over your words. You may not pronounce words correctly. Paul said, I came to you with fear and much trembling. He said, my speech was not with enticing words of man, of man's wisdom. He said, I came with fear and trembling. And, and he said, but hey, well, I spoke in the Holy Ghost and, and I spoke with power. Hey, I demonstrated the, the power of the Holy Ghost. Hey, when I opened my mouth, hey, I didn't know what to say. I may have stumbled over my words, but I'm telling you what, God chose a man called Moses who had a stumbling and a, spe a, a speech impediment to deliver a whole nation out of bondage. What can God do with you? Amen. If God can do that to a man who was just accused of murder. Moses just murdered someone. Now he's a fugitive. He's a runaway. He, he, he's a, what you call it? It's not a fugitive. Is it a fugitive? After you kill somebody and you run? I want to think of a, wor a word worse than that. that. That doesn't do. Give me, give me something juicy. Huh? Vagabond. No, that's somebody going to and fro and all that. He, he murdered, huh? Yeah, he was a felon. Villain? Yeah, y'all thinking of all that, huh? And then he ran and, you know, and hid and all that. He was on the uh, Egypt's most wanted. Right? Hiding in the desert. And guess what? Even after Moses committed murder, God said, you're still a man. Now, and I'm not advocating you go murder somebody. Because chances are you're going to spend time in jail. You might not. I'll go doing that now. I know some people make you want to just murder them. All right? Just don't do that. But God still chose them. Oh, I, I, I feel purpose. I, I not only feel potential in this room because we have it, but I feel purpose. I, I, I haven't even really preached what I, I came here to preach tonight. And I'm not going to try to, to go and, and delve into that. To be honest, I really did not preach what I came here to preach. It maybe I would. I wanted. I suppose I'm talking about the law of the harvest and the different things that bring the harvest. But, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. The Bible says, "He that soweth sparingly will reap sparingly." And sometimes we wonder. Well, and I said we, 
and I'm not speaking French, we, we wonder why there is no fruit. I don't want to get too graphic on you. You have to read between the lines. But you have the seed of a woman and the seed of a man, and you have countless numbers of the seed of man. And through all those countless numbers of the seed, there's only one seed that brings forth. And that's not just with man, that's with all of nature. And we think we go and we plant one seed, right? All right? And we get discouraged. you never know when that one when that one he said be not weary in well doing you shall reap if you faint not that's the law of the harvest or one of the laws of the harvest another one is you sow sparingly you're going to reap sparingly when you make something a habit. Well, first of all, in order to make something a habit, it has to first become routine. Right? And before it becomes routine, it has to, you have to start uh, participating or practicing it. Right? But, you know, we, we, we hit and miss. We do. Or, hear me, folks. We go to the same ground and say nothing is happening. Go to the same ground. You know what we do spiritually? We go down to uh, Ocean City, to the beach, spiritually. Uh-huh. And we take out our seed and we throw it out there in the sand. And we walk the whole beach, go back out to the beach, taking our seed, and we say, here's plenty of water, it's plenty, plenty of sun, why isn't my seed producing anything? Well, first of all, it's salt water. Second of all, it's sand. It's the wrong type of ground. And some of us won't come out of the sandy ground long enough. Hello? So we're going to try something. something that, we met just the other day, and I'm about to close. Because I, 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 obviously I'm not going to preach what I wanted to preach. You know, we, 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 we are masters at doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Routine, even when it's not working. Right? I'm going to try it again. Because we believe in that, then, then we believe in the Bible. Try, you, if you don't succeed, try and try again. That's okay in some things. But that doesn't work in everything, in a lot of things. Because we use the Roman, you know how many times Edison, was it Edison? I think it was Edison. Yeah, Edison. Make sure I get my scientists right. You know how many times he tried to get the light bulb right? 
Huh? I don't know exactly number, but I think it was, was it a couple thousand times? Anybody remember that? So y'all need to get back in your history books. Huh? I think it was like, I want to say a number, but I'm probably going to be wrong. And so, I know if I say a number, y'all going to go look it up. He was wrong. <laughs> I knew it. I'm not going to listen to this guy anymore. He's wrong. I don't remember what it was, but it was thousands. He tried over and over, but he didn't give up. But he didn't do the same thing over and over. He, he, he changed a little here, and he changed a little there, and he changed a little here, and he, he changed a little there. He kept on, but he kept on adapting because he said, I know I have the right stuff. That may just be a, a product or an element or something, and, and, and sooner or later, I'm going to get this thing. I just got a tweak here. I got a tweak there. And we can't do continue doing the same thing that's not getting results, and there's some things that get results. Now, like I said, folks, I, what I'm doing is I'm kind of, Sowing seed. Seeds of faith for where we're going to go in the next three weeks. But I'm going to tell you what. Now, you can have a, you can have, you can go over to the eastern shore. And you know what? The eastern shore is, 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 is kind of wild because it's, 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 it's so flat. And you just drive and drive and it's flat land and flat land. And there, there it's plenty of uh uh, I guess, uh, areas that you can grow crops on. It's just right for growing crops, right? But if you go too far, you get nothing. And then it, it's just so nice over there because it's a lot of farmland. There's a lot of farmland. But you know what? You can have a big, big field. And if you don't plant any seed, you can have a, a big field all you want. If you don't plant any seed, and if you don't go ahead and, 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 and cultivate the land and do what you need to do in the land, you're not going to get anything. Now, God has given us a field. But we're going to have to work the field. Now, I don't know about you. I don't, I don't think a farmer go out there one day and throw some seed down and say, okay, that's it. It requires work. It requires work. Now, that's where that action plan comes, comes in at. Oh, it got quiet in here now. Is this the same house? Y'all talking about work? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we have faith. Yeah, let's go get him. Yeah, God's going to do it. Yeah, I got the seed in me. Okay, you ready to go do something? How many are ready to not just see it happen, but to participate in it? I'm about to brag on somebody because somebody said, well, I'm, I'm doing something. <laughs> she, Sister Wintana started a Bible study. She said, put this in the system. I'm teaching Bible study on, on Wednesday and Friday. Next thing you know, about, about time I hadn't even get, got a chance to put that in the system, I got another one going. I'm like, you're doing that thing, aren't you? Yeah. Lady, she just taught. She just started coming. She's a part of this, um, uh, the, the class that, we're, that we're, we're, we're doing and all that. And I'm, I'm going to tell you something, folks. 
It can happen. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I'm ready to hear something. Some of you, oh, I'm going through so much. I don't have time for this. I don't know about that. Was it just last weekend? She had to go out of town because of the big C word that everybody fears. You know, I don't know, maybe you all knew. You know what she's been going through for the last few years? Not knowing whether she's going to, not knowing but she came to me and my wife and said, I want to do any and everything to get on board. Nothing else matters. And I don't think the C word is going to be around. She don't have to worry about the C word. She's C free. Don't tell me how bad you have it. try to belittle what you're going through. It's the law of the harvest. Folks, if we want to, we all have stuff to complain about. Some people think that a pastor's life, you see that man sitting over there? Please, I'm sorry. Come here. I'm sorry, Pastor Valley. <laughs> this man has given his life to see what we're talking about we want to see. His health. You don't know everything he's been through. Or maybe going through. He won't tell you. He won't tell you. And you won't hear him complaining either. You won't hear him telling about all the problems he have, any health or whatever. You won't hear him. But you'll hear him day in and day out for, for the harvest. You don't know everything. You don't understand what this man is sacrificing and giving. Giving no, no regard to his body and his health. So you can get what you need, but also so you can give, give to other people. Because it's not just about you and your problems. Oh, Hallelujah. Blood, sweat, literally, and tears to see the harvest in this city. I can't do it by himself. Hello, guys. You have a burden like that? You have a burden like that? I'm serious. Do you have a burden like that? You know the burden this man carries? For not only you, your family, your loved ones, your ministry. I'm not trying to, I hope I ain't trying to, 
I'm saying get on board with this. Get on board with what he's given himself for. Hello? You're 10606 Ashland. Get on board with that on Sunday mornings. Fill that building up. Thank you, Brother Dollar. I'm telling you what. Anybody have faith in the house tonight? Anybody have a burden? Folks, we waste so much time trying to fix our lives. When he said, you know what, you get your mind on me. You get your eyes on me, my kingdom. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything that you're supposed to have you're going to have hello everything you, that you're supposed to have you're going to have it anyway I'm going to give it to you I'm sorry I'm, I, and I'm not trying to embarrass that man is not seeking anything but the things of God he put his whole life on, on a back burner for the city, for the gospel, for the church. Oh, hallelujah. Won't you stand, please? When that becomes your heartbeat, not your reputation, not your career, that's fine to have a career. It's fine to have a reputation as long as it's a good one. Your ambitions, your dreams. You know God is going to do all that anyway. Hello? Do we believe the word? How many want to recommit to the revival and harvest that God has called us to? I want to be a part of God's plan so, so desperately like I've never been before. I want to be a part of his purpose. I want to be a part of what Jesus Christ died for. And that's for the souls of humanity. I didn't get into the certain things that, that need to be in place to have a harvest and maybe I'll get into it another time. Maybe I'll just send the notes out because we're going to have to set forth some uh, vision casting. But I want you to come sir, ma'am, whoever you are and I want you to not only recommit yourself to God the purpose of Jesus Christ what he died for for the gospel. You doubt of who you are. I'm not talking about ministry or whatever. I'm talking about who you are in God. I'm telling you what. Any child of God. You know Jesus said it this way. He said John the Baptist was the greatest prophet that was born among women. But he said he who was least in the kingdom is greater than John. He who was least in the kingdom Jesus said it's greater than John. 
the Baptist. I'm calling everybody that want to participate in God's plan for this body, for this city, whomever God desires for us to reach it. We're, we are about to embark on a journey of revival, a season, a perpetual season of sowing and harvesting. Jesus, what the Bible says, actually the Old Testament scripture in the book of Amos says the, let me see if I can find it, Amos chapter 9, the Lord says that the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the tread of grapes him that soweth seed. So those that are plowing, reaping, while somebody's putting seed in the ground, the reapers are going to come. In other words, it's going to be a perpetual harvest. I believe this is our time. This is our season. As long as we want to work the field that God has called us to. It's not just about us and our salvation. He's given us power to be witnesses. As long as we're willing, he is able. Doesn't matter whether you're able. If we are willing, God is able. God, I pray right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will anoint us, O God, with power on high. The fire of the Holy Ghost to be witnesses, God, fully equipped for your calling and your purpose, that we may participate in the continual season of reaping and sowing, harvest and revival, that you may pull upon this people an abundance of rain. That the light, O oh God, of the glorious gospel could shine. Shine in the city. Shine in the lives of our loved ones, our communities, our neighborhoods, our college campuses, businesses, our associates' places that we frequent, businesses that we shop in. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God, I pray, Lord, that you would speak to each and every person here tonight. Pray that you would lose hunger, desire, conviction, your purpose and your will for us. In the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord, that you would lose desire for us to be everything that we're called to be as a part of your kingdom. That you would equip us and prepare us and send us. In the name of Jesus Christ, those things that we set God high and those things that we set as priority and those things, Lord, that we even bow down to, that we surrender to. God, those things that we place as, a, as an idol before you, anything that we put, God, that, that's more important to you, God, we pray in the name of Jesus that they would be cast down. God, forgive us. 
Forgive me, Lord. God, let me be consumed, God, with your word. Have a burden, O oh Lord, for the lost, a desire to pray and to participate in your kingdom, in your purpose, and in your plan. Father, do unto me as you will. Use us according to your purpose. Give us the grace to surrender our lives and our wills to you. Not our will, but your will be done, O oh Lord. Your kingdom come and your will be done. In the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Praise God. God, let us not be bound by the excuses we hold. The distractions, oh God, that we allow to surround us and encompass our lives. God, let us be willing to lay some things on the altar. In Jesus' name. Forgive us, Father. Forgive us, Lord, for being consumed with things. Give us a love again for your word. Desire for the spiritual things of God. Jesus name let's turn our eyes let's turn our eyes back to you our tensions back to you in the name of the Lord give us your heartbeat your desire in the name of Jesus praise God praise God amen God bless you God bless you. God bless you. Don't forget, service Saturday evening at uh, Antioch, the Apostolic Church on the Hill in Arnold. It won't be here. Sunday morning, Antioch at 1606 Ashton Avenue. And here, in Sunday evening as well. Amen. But please, once again, if you can make it here next Thursday, we're going to begin, I begin, I already began talking to you, or at least preaching some of the things, and, but we're going to make it practical, we're going to have some slides, we're going to even have some, some presentation up here on stage, I said stage, platform, I hate to say that, platform, and uh, give you opportunity, and then we're going to put some things in your hand, and we're going to have a plan. Lastly, last thing I need to communicate, if you are a care group leader or a part of the CET or CETY, you need to be in a meeting here in this facility this Sunday at um, 4.30. If you can't make it, please uh, let me know. Amen. Uh, care group leaders, again, you need to be here. We're setting, we're getting, we're getting ready to set forth this direction. Uh, and we need to start disseminating some of the things that we're going to do. I promise you it won't be taxing and growing. Uh, I think it'll be fun and inviting. And um, I hope and pray that everybody desires to be involved. 
Amen. God bless you. Love you. You're dismissed and greet Jesus' name. Won't you make sure you shake somebody's hand? Men, I need to see you just for a minute. I just need to find out who's going and what we're going to do as far.